Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. And joining me, as always, is my awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, Delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And for those of you who maybe seen this a little bit early, or a little bit late, depending on how you look at it, yesterday was Memorial Day, so Joel and I, we made the executive decision to not record because you know, it was a holiday, and I was at a cookout until almost 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night at my sister-in-law's house, because uh, my nephew was in town from Camp Lejeune, so... Uh, with his new girlfriend, so you know, we actually got to spend some time with them and meet her. And she's from North Carolina, so I had to ask her the the all important question of North Carolina or Duke. And she said, "She said Duke, didn't she?" Nope she she oh. passed it. She said North Carolina. So, okay. And she said she's actually been in Chapel Hill before during the North Carolina Duke game. She's never been to the oh, game well. itself, but just being there, she said that's still just uh, crazy. So. But yeah, so we had some, you know, had some burgers, had some dogs, um, had some fish that one of my sister-in-law's brother-in-law, yeah, um, <laughs> that, that he brought. Like, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's her, her husband's sister's husband. Yeah. So my wife's sister's husband's sister's husband, um, okay. also named Steve. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but he had he had made a trip to Florida recently. Came back with a lot of fish and also some alligator meat. So had a little bit of that, and you know, but everybody had a good time. The kids had a good time, and so, um, but yeah, we didn't get home until uh, actually close to ten last night. So, so yeah, not you know, not really the best time to try to record. <laughs> yeah, we had a uh, we went on a family picnic, let the kids play at the park, and. Uh, everybody had a good time, and then everybody came home and crashed because we're all wore out from doing the food truck last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, and here this was actually kind of wild. Uh, they didn't have any diet drinks over at my sister in law's house, mm-hmm. and so I was end up drinking like full flavored, mm-hmm. and and I was eating you know some desserts like some peach cobbler and some Jello cake, right. When it went to go check my sugar this morning, I'm pretty sure it was going to like start flashing bells and whistles. <laughs> it didn't. It was at 103. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm like, I mean, granted, I I took my medicine as soon as I got home because I had not taken it yet, you know, because right. uh, I forgot to bring it with me. But, um, but still, I mean, it was at 103. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, um, that's like kinda, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so that it kind of caught me off guard. Um, but speaking of last week, you realize this is the first time in actually over a week that we've recorded without doing an interview. Yes. So yep. Yep. definitely want to give a big old thank you to, to Big Mama, to Breezy, to Savannah Sweet, and to Riley Matthews. They all came on the show last week mm-hmm. and we all had uh, a good time and, you know, some great interviews and I was able to see all of them this past weekend. At Revolution Rising. Um, Shout out to Savannah Sweet. She only wrestles championship matches, and she won the championship. Yep, so that means that, you know, um, until, you know, she has to relinquish the belt for whatever reason, until she's no longer that champion, she will still be wrestling championship championship matches. matches. Yep. Yep, so um, Riley won her match against Marty Bell. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Big Mama, you know, honestly, I don't remember. Uh, actually, I think she lost her match, too. Mm. You know, oh, she did because Breezy accidentally cracked her in the back with her crutch. Oh. Mm. Yeah, the the um, the busting loose, it had more footage of the weekend before in Ludlow than it did this one. Even though it had, at the beginning, it actually showed Riley pinning Marty Bell. Mm-hmm. And then they're congratulating her, and then Noah came back and you know he cut her off and yeah you know, i saw that <laughs> yep uh so i don't know why they didn't have all the footage um but either way you know i did talk to some of the girls from the pgwa from the other organization that was there with the nwf and trying to set up some interviews and the ones i talked to said yeah oh absolutely you know give, give us a shout and we'll hook something up so yeah um but yeah so but that was a good time. Uh, Jack Stinger, of course, she was there. 
you know. Um, and yeah, she won her match. Uh, Nikki Victory was in the main event, and for the life of me, um, I think she actually lost her match. But I had um, my daughter went with me, and of course, you know, she's she doesn't really watch wrestling. Right. She had she had a fun time. That's awesome. Yeah, and she was asking a lot of questions about different things. Now she does not want to be a wrestler, and she has nary an athletic bone in her body. <laughs> She'll be the first one to tell you that. But she was very interested in like how it works, mm-hmm. and and she's like, no, she's like, how does somebody become a wrestler? How do they get in the business? Because she is seriously thinking. She's like, hey, you know what? I think being an announcer, I think that would be kind of fun. You know, or doing like the cool. editing of the video. So, I mean, that is something I had not talked to uh, to Big Mama yet about that. Right. But um, maybe that is something Avery could do. Because I said, you know, I said editing, I said it would give you a different kind of experience doing the video editing. Mm-hmm. And I was pointing out, you know, where they have their cameras, um, you know, set up whenever they're recorded. Basically, they had the two cameras. One's a hard, hard cam. Mm-hmm. And the other one was um, Stephen Kane, Kane walking around with. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Now their their cameras are actually their iPhones, but um, but yeah. it still gets the job done. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that is something that she is interested in. But yeah, Revolution Rising. I mean, it was a really good event, and people there they all had fun. Got to hang out with the guys from the Dead World Order. You know, a little bit. Got to hang out with Trey. And Courtney, cool. uh, I want to say hi to Trey and Courtney because uh, they they are very faithful listeners to the show. Um, and speaking of the interviews, it's kind of funny that Riley Matthews, when this show was on, was still on Block Talk Radio as the host, did Riley's interview uh, as almost two years ago, and it quickly shot up to become the most listened to um, interview. Now, of course, when we moved to Spreaker, of course, all those stats went away. So I have yeah. no idea, you know, uh, what it is now. But when I checked, in fact, I hadn't, I have not checked it today. Oh, right now, um, her interview on YouTube is the third, has the third highest amount of views already. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yep. The only two ahead of her are, um, Big Mama with 1.1K. That's what it says. It doesn't have mm-hmm. you know, anything but 1.1K views. So 1,100 views at least. Buff Bagwell with 508. Mm-hmm. You know, so he has less than half of what Big Mama's interview. And this is the Big Mama interview from last year. Yeah. And then Riley with 211. And that hurt. She got that in four days. Um. And we've also picked up some subscribers at that same time. Awesome. Yep. So uh, we need to have Riley back on the show for the fact that it's getting us. <laughs> I mean, not she's, 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 she's an excellent interview. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's great in the ring. Excellent interview. Um, just a, a fun person to talk to. Great, great person just all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets it. You know, she's 20 years old, but you wouldn't realize that because, I mean, she already thinks. Uh, in a lot of ways, lack of veteran because she's just so in, you know, she's always wanting to improve herself and what she's doing. So, right. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, great show. If you have never had a chance to catch Northern Wrestling Federation, go check them out. And, and also I want to give uh, a couple more shout outs before we get into it because, um, you know, last week it, it's hard to give the shout outs a lot of times we're doing the interviews and so we end up missing out on them. But mm-hmm. definitely, definitely want to give a shout out to Ted. Now we did mention Ted because, you know, we ask people to give their, their content information first. But Ted the Hillbilly yeah. Hill with the Hill Truth. Um, mentioned BC Hunter and Jay Myers at uh, Wrestling with the Truth, Wrestling with the War. You know, right now it's going by a couple of their names, Wrestling with the 80s. Because he uh, uh, right now BC is running solo. And uh, he's also doing a, a couple of YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. One, Yeah, one of which he's talking about all about the 80s doing a great job on and everything he's doing. So very, very busy man. Um, and we were actually just tagged today. And I got to make sure I don't forget to let, um, you know, well, 
course, um, BC, he's also been, you know, retweeting um, when we had Wildcat Chris Harris on. Chris Harris also mm -hmm. just retweeted that. By the way, I was able to speak to him for a little bit, and he's cool. wa wanting to give us some more people to interview. But uh, finish your finish your wrestling. You know, we need to get those guys on here too. Yeah. Yeah. No, so uh, they they also have a great show. I like listening to them. So yeah, they gave us some shout outs uh, along with DWO because they actually had DWO on their show not too long ago. You know, so That's uh, cool. oh yeah, and I really enjoy you know this podcasting family. You know, because that that was one of the things that uh, when people are talking about, oh, I want to start a podcast, it's it's not something that gets talked about because you don't think right. about it until all of a sudden you realize when you get into it. That it is kind of a family, and we all support each mm -hmm. other. Yeah, because we're all trying to help each yeah. other. So, but yeah, I definitely want to give a shout out to all those guys. You know, because they've been uh, they've been so good to us, and you know, so we we just kind of want to at least try to repay the favor. So, but um, along with Revolution Rising on Saturday, uh, that was like an all day wrestling day, you know, mm -hmm. for me, and. Um, of course, earlier in the day, starting uh, the kickoff show was at noon Eastern time, but in Night of Champions, going all the way from Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. Yep. Yep. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it was an excellent show. Whoever's whoever's booking these past few shows, keep booking them like this because there was no mm -hmm. filler matches. There wasn't, and that's been a that's been a big, you know, complaint of mine in the past that WWE is bad about having these premium live events and then padding them with matches that should be on Raw or SmackDown, but not on the pay-per-view. Well, there was one. <laughs> one that we might want to call it a filler match. You know, and I actually had totally forgotten about it. Which one? Um, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Rhea and, and Natalia. And I say that because it was the, it was a minute and 10 seconds long. True, but but yeah, I, but I, I I think it served its purpose though. It was you know, it was right. supposed to show how dominant you know Rhea is. I think mm -hmm. it served its, I think it served its purpose. Plus, there's no telling a match might have gone long and their match got cut. You never know. That's true. And Natalia, I mean, and Natalia, you know, she's always been very loyal. You know, she gets the business, obviously, in third generation. Mm -hmm. uh, but. You know, she may go, I flew all the way over here and had to dress up like this in this hot suit for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. But um, she's veteran enough to probably think, well, you know, Rhea's the next, you know, Rhea's the big star, so I got to do my job to put her over. Not that Rhea needed to get over, but it did show, if they were trying to show how dominant she is, that match yeah. absolutely showed it. Oh, Yeah. And I have to admit, I did not watch Raw last night. I haven't even watched the ups and downs yet. Um, mm -hmm. And that's my fault. I mean, I, I do know there's been some things that have happened, but uh, but I don't know everything. And so I apologize to everybody for that, especially if you've already watched Raw. But like I said, I did not get home until uh, about 10 o'clock last night, and there was about an hour left of the show. And I had, honestly, I'd actually kind of forgotten about it. <laughs> but... <laughs> but you know, we can go, you know, kind of match by match and, you know, kind of discuss our our opinions about how they were. But, yeah, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles ended exactly what we thought. That yep. one was what we thought it was going to be. Uh, um, excellent match, which is to be expected with these two. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, I did like – what. It, this one, like you said, it's not a film match. This didn't feel like a Raw match or a SmackDown match. This does not feel like mm -hmm. a team match. This was an actual what you'd want to see on a pay-per-view. Yeah. And there were some complaints that this match was going on first, you know, because they're crowning a new world champion. The reason it went on first is because Seth Rollins had to leave Jeddah to mm -hmm. come back to the States to finish to finish filming his part in the next Captain America movie. So, you know, he had obligations, company worked around those, still got an excellent match, right person won the title. I mean, I don't have any complaints about it. 
No. Or, and, or its placement on the card. And they had, you know, they had the drama in there and mm-hmm. you know, AJ getting the calf crusher on him and then him selling it. You yep. know, um, they didn't have too many of the false finishes where they make their finishing moves look look weak. Yeah. Um, you did. You also had uh, AJ hit Seth with his own finishing move at one point. And, yeah. yeah. You know, so that uh, it, just a good overall match. I liked it. Liked the outcome. Um, just like I mean, we called it. I don't think. I don't think that was in doubt. To be honest with you. No, I don't either. It's like there was some rumors that WWE wasn't sure about putting the belt on Seth since he does have, you know, Hollywood commitments. But it's like with the title being exclusive to Raw, Seth was the only choice. It made no sense to put it on AJ because then you have to move AJ to Raw and they've already got that problem with another championship that we'll get to. Yeah. But uh, the next match, Trish and Becky, I like Trish Stratus. She, she needs to stay retired, though. I don't understand. If you're in the Hall of Fame, you're retired in the Hall of Fame, why are you coming back? Now, here's the thing. Bless her heart. Becky did everything she could to carry Trish through that match. But mm-hmm. you could obviously see the ring rust mm-hmm. on Trish. And, you know, and nothing against her. She hasn't wrestled forever. But, you know, sporadically here and there throughout the years but it's just I think the next match will probably be better because this feud's going to continue because and I do like them adding Zoe Stark into it because I liked Zoe Stark when she was in NXT Mm -hmm. I think if she's pushed right she could be a big deal on the main roster so I like I like that combination because it gives Becky somebody to have to go through in order to get to Trish again and Trish may not have been used to wrestling while she's fully, fully covered. Yeah. Because normally, remember, she's just basically wrestling, you know, in a bikini before. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. And can't do that in Saudi Arabia. Mm-mm. So that was something else she probably had to get used to, whereas Becky's actually wrestled over there before, you know, so she yep. was, um, yeah. you know, she'd done it before. So um, yeah, I do like the, I do like the nods and the, um, in their ring attire. Trish's ring attire is was uh, kind of a tribute to the attire that she wore when her and Lita main evented Raw. Okay. Uh, which was the first women's match to ever main event Monday Night Raw. And then, of course, Becky's was from Kill Bill. All right. Um, yeah, because that, that kind of has been her thing. So... Mm-hmm. Um, now Gunther and Mustafa Ali, um, I like how the beginning, um, because with, with the match, uh, the matches, you know, the event taking place in Jeddah, mm-hmm. you know, and of course that is home, um, for the, the Islamic faith. I mean, Jeddah is like one of the, you know, the big epicenters, yeah. um, you know, for Islam. And they don't really talk too much about Mustafa Ali or or Sami Zayn for that fact. I mean, and we'll definitely cover yeah. that one later on. Um, but when they actually show him um, actually going to, and I can't think of the name of it, and I apologize uh, for not knowing the name of it, but it's the the big black box looking thing, and I can't. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I apologize if that sounds bad, but I, yeah, cannot, I can't. It actually has a name. I can't th- yeah, I can't think of the name of it either. But that's a huge deal, you know. Uh, I don't know if Mustafa Ali's ever been able to visit before, because that's part of the thing. Um, if if you're Muslim, part of the thing is you're supposed to be able to travel there at some yeah. point. And and I don't know if he's ever been able to do it before, but they actually show him. I mean, and you know, um. And they showed him and Sami Zayn both getting a little bit of their haircut. There's got to be some kind of semblance to that. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, there's got to be some type of significance to that. Yep. So, uh, but when he came out, of course, I me, mean, he got a huge pop. Oh, you know? yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And 
and he's wearing like the headgear, like the um, the mm-hmm. Arabic headgear, and yep, you know. Of course, the funny thing about it, he's he's not even Arabic; he's Pakistani, but yeah, but it still worked. And yeah, a great match, and this one also ended like we thought it probably would, you know. Um, but it, but I'm glad it wasn't a squash, and I'm glad Ali got that platform to show what he's capable of doing. Yeah, because. I mean, he didn't just lay down for Gunther. He, you know, he took the fight to him, and there was a few times where you thought, oh, he might pull this out. Yeah. And, you know, but Gunther, you know, Gunther looks like a strong champion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's already, he's um, third place all, all time for the longest intercontinental title reign. Honky Tonk Man, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Gunther. So he is in rarefied air. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I still say Honky Tonk. Of all the things, yeah. Honky Tonk Man I, is there. And that's that's the thing, too. No disrespect to Chris Jericho, one of the greatest of all time. He's held the Intercontinental title nine times. He still holds that record for as many times. But that means he's lost it nine times. Right. I would rather see a reign like Gunther's that goes a long time instead of multiple reigns that are only a couple of weeks or 30 days you right. know, in length. <clears throat> I'm, I guess I'm just, I'm an old school wrestling fan and I prefer a longer singular reign than 15 small ones. Yep. Um, I just wish the honky tonk man would have had a really, really short reign. And I wish the honky tonk man never would have got the intercontinental title. Yeah. So I wish, I wish Butch Reed would have showed up that night. Like he was supposed to. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I said, Hulk Hogan, what about him? <laughs> so, and if well, you it was that, just cause it's just cause honky tonk man was one of Hogan's buddies. Man, that's another thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, we're both saying, yeah, really good match. And, and that one, once again, was one of those we it did exactly what we thought it was going to do. It was going to be mm-hmm. a good match and had some good aerial stuff. But of course, Gunther is not an aerial guy. But that drop, that shotgun drop kick that he does, a guy his size throwing that drop kick. Yes. <laughs> and then I love the fact I am, I've always been a fan of the powerbomb. It has always been yep. one of my favorite moves. And I love the fact that Gunther's finish is a powerbomb. And he does it. And he doesn't walk away. He does it and then holds it on. And yeah, know. and goes straight for the pin. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and no false finishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, enjoyed it. Um, next one, you know, of course, Asuka and Bianca. And another excellent match. I'm yep. loving this version of Asuka. I know I've said it multiple times on the show, but this is really reminiscent of. Uh, of Asuka when she was still wrestling in Japan. And I like the character work, love the new face paint, uh, everything. Um, my only knock, and it's not even against, it's not against the match. The match was excellent. They still have a SmackDown person holding the Raw Women's Championship. Yep. Because Asuka got drafted to SmackDown as well. I, I get to getting the title off Bianca, because she did get drafted to SmackDown. But then you just put it on another SmackDown wrestler, so you still have the <laughs> same problem. And but the match itself was excellent. Um, great selling on Bianca's part with the arm. Um, and then with the... That was... I like the little touch of Asuka spitting the mist on her fingers and then putting yes. it in Bianca's eyes to blind her. Just just a good match. Two, you know, two exceptional wrestlers putting on a great match. And when I saw her kind of rubbing our fingers, I'm like, ah, that's a mm-hmm. nod to uh, Kabuki. Because I saw Kabuki yep. do that before. Yep. And Muda had done that, too, in uh, the NWA when him and Sting were feuding over the TV title. Muda had done that before. And, of course, Bianca, ah! Uh, you know, she sold that really yeah. well. Um, yeah, she sold it like death, which she was supposed to. Now, you think it was a little humid inside that um, that stadium? <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Just a uh, tiny bit. 
Yeah, uh, because the way her hair looked very, very frayed because yeah. the humidity was just oh yeah doing a number on it. And I think eventually she's going to have to cut that braid. Um, yeah, eventually because it's you know it's part of the look I get, but it's also been used a lot of times against her mm-hmm. in matches. And she could get legitimately injured if it gets caught and all of a sudden it jerks her head back. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so, um, but we haven't seen too many people using it, but just enough to where you kind of know it's there. Yeah. But yeah, it was frayed to the point. It, it almost looked like a horse's tail the way it was. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. That know. humidity was just like, <laughs> oh man, it was just tearing her up. And, um, but I'm glad Oscar won. Oscar yeah. deserved this. She needed this. You know, hats off to Bianca, the longest women's title reign in modern era. Yeah. And she definitely, finally, after that whole debacle of, she finally got it, looked good, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. oh, Becky's back. Let's just give it to Becky yeah. right now. In a yeah. second squash or whatever it was. Yeah. That just, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, they just deflated Bianca by a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, she definitely had to build herself back up, but this 400-plus-day title reign definitely did it. And the crowd didn't seem to be into this match as much. I don't know. Not until um, maybe the last third of the match. Right. They, they kind of came alive. They they might just been fatigued because, I mean, they were in, you know, Masafa Ali, they were into that match. Yeah, you know, they were into. They were just. They were hot for for everything. So they, it might have just been a matter of just crowd fatigue that made it just needed. Could have been. Um, because I think the crowd in Saudi they seem to be a lot more open to uh, women's wrestling now than what they were in the past. Mm-hmm. You know. So, uh, but. Yeah, so now we'll have to see, you know, I want to see this rematch. You know, is it going to be on the next pay-per-view maybe? Yeah. Um, And, and of course, you know, they could have the whole deal where she got blinded. I really hope they don't do a blindfold match. I can, I'm not a fan of blindfold matches. It's hard. I'm not either. I've seen, two, I've seen two of them, and they were both dumb. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, WrestleMania 7 with Jake mm-hmm. the Snake and Rick Martell. Yeah, and then um, Triple H had one with somebody on Raw one time. It was during the Reign of Terror, and uh, but he just cheated. He just flipped the blindfold up and <laughs> saw where his opponent was, hit the pedigree, and won the match. Uh, Jimmy Garvin had one against Kevin Sullivan one time. During oh, did one, he? Yeah, one of the Great American Bashes. Um, and. Yeah, that one, same thing. Those matches are just bad. And then, oh, actually, Wildcat, him and James Storm right. had that. That I forgot they had that one. I can't remember. I don't think I've seen that one. I remember it advertised, but I can't remember if I've seen that one or not. I've caught the video of it, and because I remember we asked him about it the first time he was on the show, and and he's like, he admitted, yeah, it was a bad match. He said, but what can you do when you have that bag? He said, yeah, and yeah, they can see through it, but you know, yeah, but it's still going to hinder your vision. Mm-hmm. And then they were put in that weird cage. It, it's just it. Yeah, there was the no way the cage. So yeah, yeah, you're not. And it, so of course it made everything smaller. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You're just not going to be able to get a good match out of that," which I know. So, but um, and in the next match, we've actually kind of mentioned this match, and it was Rhea and Natalia. Yeah, the match. Uh, yeah, it took it took longer for them to get to the ring than the match did. Than the match took. I think they said the match was fifty three seconds. Okay. From start from bell to bell. Uh, Wikipedia has it listed as a minute ten, so close mm-hmm. enough. Close and, enough, yeah. And that was one of the ones like getting ready to start, and I turned my head for a second to do something. Probably yeah, and it's and it's over. It's, it's over. Like, I'm like. You know, I feel like the guy who went to the snack bar during that one Mike Tyson fight. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But R- Rhea is so over, and Dominic Mysterio is just fantastic. <laughs> just He is just that sniveling little heel that, you know, he's he's playing the perfect 
he's playing the perfect part. He's the sniffing little heel who's got all this backup over here. And he says and does all this crap because he knows he's got Finn and Damien and Rhea <laughs> to back him up. And so that match is ex condom. Ex condom. Oh, and yeah. Now, when they finally split up, because I mean, you know, that one can't last forever. Yeah. yeah. But when they split up, it's going to be, um, I have a feeling he's actually probably going to turn back face. Um, probably. But I mean, he's getting a wealth of experience right now. He is. And I know, I know Rhea's only 26 years old, 27 actually now, but she's been doing this quite a while. You can tell she understands the business. Rhea is a star and gets what it takes to be a star. Finn Balor's been all over the world. Damien Priest has been all over the world. He He's getting, I can't think of, besides his father, I can't think of better people to learn from than the people he's around right now. And talk about like an international faction, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man. Uh, man, she is only 27, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, she's wrestled like, well, like you said, she's been around a lot longer than what people would realize. Yeah, she's probably wrestled at least a decade already. Okay, from the ind- from the independence in Australia to you know coming up through NXT and then you know the main roster. It's like, and she's she's already a vet, and she's je- really just getting her getting started. She's really just hitting her stride. Like her character right now is it feels like this is where everything was leading to is this version of Rhea Ripley right here. They're going to have to break her off from the judgment day. And because eventually she will get, she yeah. will outgrow them. Yeah. She'll yeah. be, she'll end up being, cause she's already the biggest star in that group. No disrespect to anybody else in that group, but Rhea Ripley is head and shoulders above the rest of them. As far as star power in right now in this day and age, um, yeah, she'll eventually have to break away because she'll outgrow them. Uh, but uh, the next match, Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. Brutal. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, it was a fight, which is a, what we expected. Yep. And, you know, um, it ended in a way, and of course we said this before, Cody may have lost the fight, you know, the, the actual match, but he still looked good in defeat because he didn't actually submit. Exactly. It was, it's like the Austin thing, like, like at WrestleMania 13 with Bret Hart, Austin technically lost, but Austin got over. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he lost, he passed out, but he got over. Cody's even more over now than he was before. And it just keeps building and building. And like every obstacle that gets put in this place, in his way, it's like that popularity keeps building. And if they're leading back to him and Roman at WrestleMania next year, then they've got to pull the trigger and put the belt on Cody. Because yep. if they don't, they're missing a huge opportunity because here's a guy that, and Roman has been the same type of guy. Here's a guy that he's got the look to represent your company and media. He can talk, you know, um, Carries himself like a champion, looks like a champion. Everything you would want being the face of your company is Cody, just like Roman is everything you want to be the face of the company. All of this, hopefully all of this is leading to him actually finishing this story and being the first Rhodes to win the WWE championship. Because this this match was excellent. You could tell Lesnar was into it which you always get in Lesnar is an excellent pro wrestler when he's motivated to do so when he's motivated. Yeah. That's the thing. But I think Brock gets, it's, um, it's been said that Brock prefers to wrestle guys smaller than him because he said he, both of them can do more. There's a better story there than there is with him wrestling guys like the big show and stuff like that. Him, he wrestles these big monsters. There's no story. There's just, Brock F5, this huge dude, and that's it. And Cody with the broken arm. Now, I honestly mm-hmm. don't know if that's legit or if it's 
Um, I don't think so. I haven't seen anywhere that's that was saying that it was a legit broken arm, but I like how they played it up in story. I even like how they were talking about the cast was like titanium and all that stuff to play up the fact that he was walking in with a broken arm. Um, but I thought this was another excellent match. Lesnar sold for Cody. I mean, Cody hit three crossroads on Lesnar. Um, mm-hmm. And then Lesnar caught him on the last attempt and put him in the Kimura and Cody passed out, which leaves it open for the rubber match. Mm-hmm. And it, it left, it leaves it open with the rubber match, but there were no shenanigans. So it wasn't one of those, uh, we got to get another one of these. I actually want to see what they do in the next match. Right. Cause this is mm-hmm. one of the ones when, this particular feud, when Brock first attacked Cody, mm-hmm. everybody, including us, said, yeah. oh, I, what are they doing? Yeah, because and there was n- there's never been any explanation of why Brock attacked him, but it kind of it kind of works because it's Brock and he doesn't really mm-hmm. need an explanation to just beat the crap out of somebody. He does it because he wants to. But yeah, I, as soon as he attacked uh, Cody, I was like, well, there goes Cody's push. Yeah. Um, of course, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. And then just, just kind of throwing it out there because Brock, of course, he was Heyman's guy for mm-hmm. you know a few years. And then all of a sudden, Heyman's now with Roman. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's very similar to the whole Undertaker Kane thing with Paul Bearer because Paul Bearer. Yeah. Never, mm-hmm. um, but there's the possibility that. Brock could be doing this in cahoots with Paul Heyman because the bloodline is is pretty much shattering, and we can oh, you know, yeah. definitely discuss that you know, with the mm-hmm. next match. Yeah. <laughs> and so Roman, you know, everybody's leaving him because what's Solo Sokoa going to do? Yeah, I mean, where's Solo going to go? Is he going to go with his brothers or is he going to go with his cousin? Um, He's going to go with his brothers. <laughs> by the way, we need to bring Samoa Joe back for just a triple threat match with Roman and Solo Sokoa because it, oh. you know why Samoa They're, Joe and two Samoans named Joe yep because yep. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Solo Sokoa his real name is actually Joseph mm-hmm. you know, just like Roman Reigns his real name yep. middle name anyway is is Joseph and he goes by Joe yeah yeah you know so all the Samoans named Joe Get them all in a one match. match. In one match, which would be an excellent match. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> It'd be brutal. And oh yeah, no telling. You know, because um, we know Samoa Joe is one of the, the coolest dudes in the ring, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and Roman, he just kind of he has that the the Aquaman Jason Momoa look. Yeah, and he's just got this version of Roman. It's like, you know, they talk about like this the once in a once in a lifetime characters that come through wrestling this version of roman reigns enjoy it while it's happening because once he's done with it you'll never see anything like this again because he has just embraced every bit of this you know and he's so his character work is so great and he's so smug and he's so you know disingenuous but at the same time it's like you can't help but root for him yeah and so does Akoba. He just has that, you know, you're oh, not gonna... he's he's Umaga 2.0. He's, he's really he is like, yep. yeah, he is just he is Umaga. And I always liked Umaga, you know, rest in peace. But I've always I always liked his work. And so I'm really liking Solo's work so far. But before the match uh, began between, you know, of course, Sammy and and KO defending their, mm-hmm. their their titles against, you know, of course, uh, Roman and and Solo Sokoa. They were showing the same thing with Sammy, like they did with Mustafa mm-hmm. Ali, because they're in Jeddah. Yeah. Yep. And for Sammy Zayn, this was even it meant probably even more because of all the political things that yeah. were keeping him from even going to Saudi in years past. Yeah. And now he's there, and they showed. Now I'm going to have to. I bet the cameraman was probably also um, Muslim. 
because mm-hmm. that's one of the things to enter where they were from what I understand. I could be wrong. And if anybody wants to correct me, go ahead and please let me know. If I'm wrong, let me know I'm wrong. You have to be Muslim to enter that. To actually oh, partake okay. in that. So that means the cameraman would also have to be Muslim. Right. You know, so, um, but they showed Sammy, I mean, and you could tell how much it meant to him. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then he comes, you know, his music hits, he comes out in the traditional, you know, traditional robe and the crowd just lost their mind. That, and you could see he was having a hard time holding it together. That's when I texted you, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, said, I mean, yeah, Steve yeah. said, he is, my God, is he over? And it'll, yeah, <laughs> he is so over. And which Paul Heyman has in interviews has done nothing but sing the praises of Sami Zayn when he's asked about Sami. He said that he said, you look at a guy that last year at WrestleMania was getting body slammed by Wee Man and getting knocked down by a a giant prop hand and all this silliness that was, and then loses to Sami to Johnny Knoxville. He's like, yeah, he's like one year later, he is, the most over member of the bloodline and is main of any WrestleMania. He's like, that speaks to Sami Zayn's work ethic. He's like, because that wasn't the machine getting behind Sammy and pushing him to the top. That was Sammy saying, I deserve better than this. So I'm going to do the work and get myself where I want to be. And it was, Vin- and of course, Vince being ousted, yeah, so Vince, Vince being gone. Yeah, because that was the one thing holding Sammy back. Obviously, not Sammy's fault. Because yeah, it was Vince McMahon. Yeah, he didn't. Vince like took Sammy one look character. at Sammy. And was, yeah, he didn't. He was like, "Oh well, he's too small," and so that's it. If you look at the guys that are that are huge stars in WWE right now, they are not the Giants. They're not the you know, they're not that old antiquated version of a pro wrestler you look cody rhodes seth rollins aj styles uh Mustafa ali you know guys like that they're average size guys mm-hmm. they're not seven foot three seven foot four four or five hundred pounds like vince thinks everybody should be in order to be a successful wrestler Sami Zayn is another one uh so, K- ko with the dad bod yeah, KO with the dad bod. And I've had people tell me that they didn't like they didn't like Kevin Owens because he didn't look like a pro wrestler. I'm like, Dusty Rhodes didn't look like a pro wrestler either. Mm-hmm. But Dusty would beat the crap out of you. Dusty looked like the truck driver that lived down the street. Yep. Kevin Owens looks like the truck driver that lives that lives down the street. But you don't want to fight him. Nope. <laughs> and that's that's the thing. I I gravitate more towards the guys I can relate to. I can relate to Kevin Owens. Yep. And, <clears throat> and of course, you know, Paul Heyman grabs the mic first. Yeah. And the crowd just was hanging on his every word. Yep. You know, saying, my name is Paul Heyman. And yeah, how many thousands of yep. people, tens of thousands, yeah. you know, right there. When Sammy came in and grabbed the mic, oh. I just kind of stuck my ear like, Okay, this is going to be, and the first, and he when he said something as he grabbed the mic, I'm like, is that English or is that was he speaking Arabic? Now suddenly he started speaking. He was speaking Arabic. Speaking Ar- yeah, that and... honestly, I got goosebumps <laughs> when he started doing that. Yeah, because it's like you could tell how much that meant to him to yep. be able to be in Saudi in front of in front of that crowd and being able to, you know speaking Arabic, you know, and he did the whole thing and it was like the crowd was just, the crowd was in awe of him yeah. while he was doing the ring announcement. I don't know what he was saying, but they were responding. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they were responding you, to every word he said. Yep. Cause you could hear at certain points he would stop and they would respond yeah. with something. Yep. And mm-hmm. so I yep. may have to send a video clip of this to my stepdad and mm-hmm. say, can you translate this? Right. Because, you know, he speaks Arabic. So, mm-hmm. um, but now I'm kind of wondering with Sami Zayn, now, obviously, you know, we've heard him speak English. Mm-hmm. When, they, when they go to Montreal, 
him and Kevin Owens always speak, speak French. French. Yep. And so now he's speaking Arabic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if he may have the record for the most languages spoken in a ring. Nope. Nope. It's uh, Cesaro. Oh. He he did five. He's done five. Yep. Because, I mean, I know Cesaro, you know, yeah, I know he can speak a lot of languages. Of course, I mean, he's Swiss because that's kind of, well, that's yeah. what they do in Switzerland. So yeah. See, no, English, he did. He, English, German, English. French, Italian. There's four, and there's got to be one more because yeah, we oh, we talked about this before. It's like what's yeah. the, one's the fifth one? And there was I can't yeah because there was there was definitely five because that was part of the the promo that he was cutting. It was that he could speak five languages. All right, now I'm gonna have to look up Cesaro. Um, you know, but while I'm looking this up, the match itself was um. Just like exactly what we thought. It ended how we thought it should end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, yeah. If the Usos do not win some award for Tag Team of the Year, it is going to be a crime. Because yes. not only the in-ring work is fantastic, their acting has been fantastic through this whole thing and when Jimmy finally snapped it was like that whole crowd had, was waiting on it especially when Roman started shoving Jay in the face I know and then oh. when he started sho- <laughs> he shoved him once and said there's there ain't no more day one and then shoved him again told him to get out of his ring and turns around and eats a super kick and because and you can yep. see Jimmy's like don't touch my brother you could just see that look on his face and then when he said, I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago, I got you. And then super kicked Roman again. Oh, um, apparently he speak, speaks six languages. Six. Oh, okay. Um, re- oh, Even more mind. impressive. Never mind. He says wrestling he considers to be the sixth language. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I should have read read the article before I said that. Um <laughs> He said he's fluent English, French, Italian, German, and his native Swiss German. So I guess the dialect of German in Switzerland. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Uh, I say, well, you know what? I speak Morse code. What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> and I, I took three years of Spanish in high school. Don't remember anything, you know, because didn't have to use it. I remember all the bad words. Yeah, I remember all the bad words, you know. Um, and I remember when our, our Spanish teacher, uh, Senor Faulkner, all of a sudden, you know, every once in a while, you look down in his office, and he's down there, down there smoking a cigarette in his office. Yeah. They had no windows. Yeah, so that's yeah. Do do come in just big old cloud. Freaking. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, of course, actually, Mr. Dawson, you remember the math teacher who had polio mm-hmm. in the wheelchair? He would leave class and go to this one room that where he would smoke. Yeah. And one time the bell rang, and, and my next class was actually in his wife's class for science. And I walked mm-hmm. right past her when he came out, this big cloud just. <laughs> and but anyway, um, but yeah, so that one, you know, you could tell the crowd was super into that match. Um, and it ended, thankfully, how we wanted it to end. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it, and they did the smart thing with the entrances. Roman mm-hmm. came out first because he wasn't defending the title. He was challenging. So. Him and Solo come out first because there was no way Roman was going to get a bigger pop than Sammy no. being in Jetta. No. So that was the smart move to have KO and Sammy come out, not just because they were the cha- defending champions, but because of the reaction that Sammy got. And man, that was, you know, I'm trying to think of any time we've had like bigger pops. Um, I don't know. His pop in Montreal was huge too. But- yeah. You know, where and he, the poppy and the poppy got when he put the chair in Roman's back. Yes, at the Rumble, that was that pop was huge because everybody had been waiting on that. Uh, they're saying there was only thirteen thousand people there, huh? Really? Yeah, sounds surprised. Either that or they they missed a zero. <laughs> and you know, maybe no, it, I mean, it's possible because I mean that stadium is huge. Um, Jeddah is where you do the uh, the Islamic pilgrimage. Um, you know, um, 
well, it's a travel hub for the, the pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, I'm trying to find the name, but it's going to drive me nuts not knowing what the the big thing is called. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little bored. People who are listening or watching, they're going. I'm, I can't. I, I get on YouTube. Because Riley Matthews, you know, said this is a great show, and this idiot's over here looking at his phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I mean, yeah, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a great show. And on one of the boards, we're on um, wrestling with an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, our our buddy Johnny Valentine actually got every match correct with his prediction. Did he really? Yeah. Uh... Yep. So, um. Yeah, so I mean, we've never even done that. We've come close, but we've never yeah. done that. Um, but and and I know there's still the the controversy about them being in Saudi, and of course, you know, uh, talking to my wife about it, you know, she um, is not a big fan of them going to Saudi because of Saudi's well earned reputation as not being the best for human rights. Um, I mean, she said, well, "Why do they keep going back?" <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You know, she asked, why do they keep going back over there? And she's like, how much money is it? I'm like, it's like $25 million every time they go back. Yeah. I'm not saying that justifies it. Um, but and, and they're already in a contract. So if they don't go, then they're in breach of contract. So yep. their hands are really tied now, legally. Yep. Uh, because, I mean, when they first did the contract, they didn't know they were going to cut some dude up in Turkey and put him in a trash bag. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, um, and everybody was like, oh, well, they should just pull out or they should just no show. And it's like, and I get the sentiment. I, yeah. I don't think they should go over there either. But legally, legally, they have to because you they signed an agreement for, I think it was like a 10-year deal. They signed an agreement. So legally, they're bound to that agreement. So it feels like in Spaceballs, he's like, we're not just doing this for money. We're doing this for a crap load of money. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what they're doing it for. A crap load of money. Yeah. So in the meantime, <clears throat> the next pay-per-view is. Uh, money in the bank. Money in the bank. In London. In, in London. So apparently, you know, I, we're. we're yeah. Just gonna go I'm liking away. these. Not a bad. I'm thing. liking these non-US crowds. No disrespect to the US crowd, but they see this type of wrestling constantly. Mm-hmm. Going to other places, especially like going to London for Money in the Bank because, you know, WWE kind of went through and gutted the UK wrestling scene when they did, you know, NXT UK. They, they snatched up all the good talent and so the UK has been building that back up, but their fan base is are rabid wrestling fans. And I think you're going to get, because the US crowds, sadly, were spoiled because we get such good wrestling all the time that a lot of times these, these crowds, these US crowds at wrestling shows are kind of just sitting on their hands because it's like, eh, I've seen this before, blah, 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 blah. You saw how Puerto Rico you know, in Saudi, I'm sure it's going to be that way in London. It's like they are going to be so appreciative of what they're seeing. They are, and I, I kind of wonder if all of a sudden they're going back to London in a response to AEW heading to London. I can't remember who booked what first, because I remember seeing WWE was going to do Money in the Bank in London, but I don't know if it was before or after Tony Khan announced that AEW was going to London. I mean, now to book any of the any of the big events like that. I mean, it's not just something you can call. Hey, next week can I come over there? Right. The show. I mean, it's something that has to be done like months and sometimes you know a year, couple years in advance. Yeah. Um. But just kind of does kind of make me wonder. You know, like you said, who did it first? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And at least, and I mean, at least it's going to benefit. It's at the end of the day, it's going to benefit wrestling fans because mm-hmm. you're going to get money in the bank, which is, you know, unofficially the fifth, you know, their number five pay-per-view yep. um, each year. And 
you know, London's getting that one. And then in August, they're getting, you know, all out. And from AEW, which we know AEW's track record of putting on excellent wrestling pay-per-views. So and, and it's, just a, it's just a bonus for the fans. And I haven't watched the one from the past this past Saturday yet. Um, I might be able to, like, maybe today, but also after Motor Day. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's another reason I'm grateful we're actually recording this in the middle of the day. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, because that way it'll cool down when I actually go out and mow. Um, yeah. Because my grass actually really does need mowing, and thankfully we haven't actually had any rain the past couple days, so I can able to get the grass in the ditches because right now that grass it literally it looks like it's almost trees by this point oh wow so, yeah because our the ditches in our front yard i mean it, they of course the it's a drainage ditch and so when the water mm-hmm. gets in there it just stays there and you can't take a mower through that's why like every house there you could tell what well, it's been a long time you know um when, when people have been able to get in there because every house on our road will have that grass well right, right now mine's one of the only ones that actually has the grass left because of the past couple of days, <laughs> everybody else has been able to get in there and get theirs. So, um, but anyway, so um, we're still due to record Thursday, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm keeping my ear open for any kind of ear interviews coming our way. Um, oh, and I do have to address something. I told you about this. This is kind of funny, but sad at the same time. I'm not going to say any names, but somebody has apparently been telling people they've been on our show. Oh, yeah. When they have not. We talked about this been. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And they have not. They have not been They've on never our been show. Never been on the show. Um, it's an indie wrestler who I did speak to once before about coming on the show. And he was basically wanting to get paid. Mm. And I'm like, dude, you're not even that good in the end. I mean, you're good, but. Yeah, you know you you're, but you're not in a position in the business to be wanting to get paid for an interview, right? And you know, and he's got a kind of a bad attitude, and you know, um, and I don't even know if we've mentioned him on the show before. I think we've also mentioned him as basically like Mr. Bad Attitude, you know. Mm, I think so. Risk. I don't think we've mentioned him by name, not that I but, can remember. But yeah, I had. uh I had two people this uh, past Saturday at Revolution Rising. And, uh, they were both together when they, they asked it, but they said, mm-hmm. hey, has, has he been on your show? No. Okay, we didn't think so, but he's been telling people he has. I'm like, do what? <laughs> and I'm like, why would why would somebody walk around saying that they've been on the show when all you have to do is look in our archives Mm-hmm. and see that he's never popped up and if you try to say well but they deleted it i can say no because I, every recording we have especially since uh we went to recording on zoom i keep an archive of regardless mm-hmm. of if we actually post it because right. and there's only been one episode that i could think of where we actually because and it was actually quality like the sound that was the one where oh was, yeah yeah. yeah, I was having all where the sync where the sync was off, and yeah, yeah, and it and it did get uploaded for a second, but then I immediately pulled it back down. Mm-hmm. That, and we were still on Block Talk then. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, but yeah, you know, now if somebody wants to come on the show, like I said, let us know, let me know, let Dwayla know, let both of us know. Yeah, you know, and yeah, all you gotta do is ask, and we'll, I mean, we'll get you scheduled, so you don't have to. You don't have to say you've been on the show when you haven't. All you have to do is reach out to us. Right. And we've not had an interview yet where we're like, you know what? That was garbage. We're not going to. Never. Yeah. So, uh, but oh, well, I just thought that was kind of funny. But anyway, um, for anybody wanting to reach out to us, of course, email the show, armtrippingpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, Try to get some TikToks going. I still suck at TikTok. Um, <laughs> you know, but the YouTube channel, you know, we're picking up viewers there. So, uh, and I'm glad about that. Picking up subscribers and, you know, just let us know, uh, give us ratings and reviews, especially on, on any of the platforms where you can do ratings and reviews. Cause that really helps us out, mm-hmm. you know, so it gets us putting the, like the, if you like this show, you'll like this other one kind of list. Yeah. Right. 
you know, so at one point we were in the, the top 100 as far as wrestling podcasts go. We've been doing it, but it's been a while, um, you know, so, uh, but, you know, any kind of, any kind of advice besides, you know, me not saying, uh, all the time, but, <laughs> but any kind of show topics, let us know. I mean, we're always open to suggestions and if we think it fits, I mean, we'll go with it. And sometimes we'll oh, say, yeah. you know what, it may not fit right now, but we'll definitely keep it in our pocket for you for use. Later. Yep. So, yep. But until we can record again, my friend, just say goodbye and God bless. God bless.